0: Guys, it's Letitia. hope you're having an amazing day. Let's get into it. So on the podcast that I did about chemistry, compatibility, and connection, I had people that were like, tell us some more of those stories. And I was just like, y'all gonna know all my business, which I don't, I just don't really care. But it's stuff that I had actually forgotten about, right? Um, and I'm just like, I, sometimes I just be like, this really is my life. So uh, I'm going to tell y'all one of my stories, but I'm going to tell y'all also a story that just came to me like hot off the press, right? About connection. And the gist of that podcast, if you hadn't heard it was, you know, chem- chemistry is great. You want emotional chemistry, physical chemistry, um, you know, spiritual chemistry. Chemistry is great, but chemistry ended up in and of itself can sometimes override compatibility, and sometimes chemistry in and of itself can also mask the fact that you're not really connected. So when I was thinking more about chemistry, I was, you know, chemistry just used to be the primary thing for me in in relationships, not anymore, it's this connection, but um, the <laughs> I'm, I was seeing this, this guy and You know, he was, he was like real cool, real, real nice, real down to earth, real laid back, you know, very accomplished, you know, just, just easy to talk to. So I was spending a little bit of time with him and he was just like, you know, you're just really warm and you're just open. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And one, one day he, he had this beautiful downtown condo. I hope he don't listen to my podcast, but if so, it's whatever. But he had this beautiful downtown condo and he was like, one day he was just like, did he said, No, he didn't say this in my face. He texted me and he said, I just really think that the chemistry between us could be addictive. And I was like, What? The chemistry between us could be addictive. I was saying, Was we in the same place together? Like we hung out a few times. Like you, you nice. I like talking to you. And I said, You think so? He said, I do. So I, I let that go at that, right? He said it again in another conversation. I really think that the chemistry between us could be addictive. I said, okay, here he goes with this again. And so I said, um, I said, it it sounds to me like you want some sort of like addictive, like love affair. And he was like, I do. I was like, oh, so then I happened to be talking to one of my girlfriends and I was like, yeah, you know, I met this guy. He's cool and all that. And she was like, "Um," she said, I was telling her he wants, he said this chemistry could be addictive. She said, now, Tish, you know we from the hood. She said, you know damn well ain't nothing from where ain't nothing about addiction ever meant anything good. She was like, (laughs) she said, Tish, I'm telling you he is crazy. I was like, you think so? I was kind of just getting back on the dating scene and she was like, yes, he is crazy. And she said, he gonna have your ass in court like your honor. I told her I wanted an addictive (laughs) love affair. So she was just like, don't even do it. And so, I One of the things that's important about connection, I realized this for myself, is that my aura and my energy is warm and it's inviting. And sometimes people feel chemistry with me when I don't feel chemistry with them. And people feel a sense of safety, both men and women. And so sometimes men, when they're talking to me, They'll just like be real open and start sharing things. Remember I said if you just let people talk you will find out everything you need to know. They'll just be open and they'll start sharing things, but I think it's because they might feel like there's this mutual chemistry when I'm just having a conversation and it's and it's and it's one-sided. There was another guy that my friend introduced me to. And we started off just having a, a conversation, and he was, you know, asking me about my background and about my mother and about my father. And then he was like, "So you didn't really have a close relationship with your dad?" And I was like, "No." And then he was like, "Well, I can tell that you're a sapiosexual." And I'm like, uh, "Right." So if y'all don't know what that is, this, you know, I, I love intelligence, right? So you, you you gotta you gotta get to me in my mind, right? So anyway, having a conversation with him, I, I realized he was trying to come to me on this like father. I guess he thought because he was like, you don't really mention a lot about your father when you talk about your past. And I'm like, what's your point? Man, I probably wasn't 20 minutes into this conversation before he was asking me if I could call him daddy. You must be out your damn mind. I don't even call my own daddy daddy. I was like, are you are you crazy? So then I'm I'm just, you know, again, letting people talk, right? A professional, very, very successful man that obviously felt safe and comfortable. And then he was like, uh, I'm talking to him. I hear my text message notifications going off, but I'm not looking at the phone because it's to my ear. And he was like, what can you do with that? I'm sorry, what can I do with what? He was like, look at your text message. Man, I looked at my text message. This man done sent me two pictures of his penis. And I said nothing See, this 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 is what people don't understand first and foremost that is like such a turnoff for me like that that is a complete and total turnoff for me because you don't know me even if you do know me like there's, this it's just a turnoff secondly sir it looks like you have vitiligo or something so you probably just shouldn't be sending this shit out to people without warning right it's a trigger warning it looks like you sick or something thirdly i'm looking at the two pictures and you know i watched enough Criminal minds and all that to pay attention to details. It's two different backgrounds on these pictures. So this is some shit you just got stored in your phone that you just send out. No, no, and no. I got off the phone. I didn't block him right away. And so the next day he was messaging me. I wouldn't answer him. And he said apparently last night meant nothing to you. You damn right it meant nothing to me. Creep. Like are you kidding me? You. <laughs> You, you think I'm about to call you, Daddy? You think you're about to send me um, um, dick pics and, and I'm turned on? I, but you already you already assessed that I was a sapiosexual. That went right out the window. So this is what I'm talking about. Chemistry, some, sometimes chemistry can be one-sided, but I wasn't feeling it at all. And then people say, well, why do you think you attract certain people? You don't always attract who you are. When, let me tell y'all something, if y'all don't notice about me. I am a healer, right? For real, for real. I heal people. I heal minds and I heal hearts. And my very energy, my very aura draws people to me. And and guess what? If you're a healer, you're going to draw some sick people. I'm just telling you, it's, it's some sick, freaky people in the world. That's, that's just what it is, right? And so all kinds of people, men and women, are drawn to me is what it is. But my whole point is that chemistry, for me, it, chemistry definitely has to be both ways. And I wasn't feeling it right there, right? But Connection is something right now that's really, really important to me. And I used to always try and make myself be a way that I wasn't. I'm always somebody that if I either connect with you or I don't. I connect with you or I don't. And I realize at 48, that's just the way that it is. I'm I'm not trying to force connection. It either is or it's not. And if it's not, it's really okay. We don't have to force it. It just was not meant to be. And sometimes you don't necessarily connect with people immediately, right? Sometimes there might take time, but for me, there has to be, it, for me, how can I put it? It's a no for me almost up front, right? Some, somebody can be in my presence and I know it's a no for me. I might not connect with them right away, but I can damn sure tell you when it's like it's an absolute no and they can just move on out of my space. Let me tell y'all another story about connection. So I was speaking with a friend. This this I was saying in the other podcast about how not connection chemistry can get you twisted, so I was speaking with a friend and I have permission to share. And she's in a bit of a, 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 a bit of a situation because um seeing someone and she said, you know what? I have never had this many orgasms in my entire life. And I was like, Oh, okay. But her mind says, This is not somebody that I should be with. But them chemicals at midnight is like, that chemistry at midnight, like, we going or not, nah, right? And so we're having a conversation because she feels the pull of the chemistry that she has. Remember, oxytocin, when you have orgasms, you release oxytocin, the bonding hormone. So if you with somebody and you got eight orgasms in a row, your body is like, he the one, he it. This 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 is babe He's husband, right? Your mind, you may not be compatible with this person in any other way, but now you are chemically attached. I'm telling you, chemistry will change your life, and it ain't always in a way that you want it to be changed. Guess what, though? Sometimes people make sexy mistakes, and they learn all the better. But I was just having this conversation, and that's why I was saying chemistry can be so powerful that it will override your rational mind. It will override like everything that you think because it's such a pool because your chemistry, your chemicals are actually enacted. So y'all watch all that chemistry out there. You know that's how we have the we have the hookup culture right now because people feel chemistry and they just roll with it. And then it's just like after that, there's absolutely nothing. So in my life right now, like chemistry, I I can, I can pass on chemistry. I need like real connection, uh, and I can take my time for connection. And one of the things I was talking to to one of my babies, I was like, with connection, when I feel connection, like I said, it's nothing forced. It's just like, it's just effortless, right? It's it's my heart is drawn towards a person. It's effortless and it's just organic and it's just very natural. Um, They don't have to do anything. They're just being themselves and I'm just being myself. And it just, it just, it just clicks and it just fits. Like I said before, if you don't, if you don't experience that or if you've not experienced that, then you might not know what I'm talking about. But if you have that, then it's just like we just fit. And then there's there's just no, it's almost effortless. It's like damn near effortless in many instances when you just connect with somebody, right? Um, so connections for me are far and few between. So let me go on to the next thing. So I got the bright idea, which, you know, I get those sometimes, right? Um, I was just like, I always ask people anyway, is there anything in particular that you want me to talk about, like any topic? So some of the topics that I address are um, are from things that people have given to me. You know, I, all of life is my classroom, so it will come that way as well. But I got the bright idea to do an Ask Me Anything, right? I didn't know if it was going to be a segment, a whole podcast. So I sent it out to some people like, hey, I'm doing to ask me anything. Let me know if you have some questions that you want me to answer. Now, what I was thinking was that the questions was going to be like, maybe you want my my insight, my opinion, my perspective, my wisdom on something. I didn't necessarily think that the questions was going to be about me, right? And so I saw some of them questions coming in. I was like, oh shit, what did I do? But So I'm going to answer some of these questions. Um, I won't get to them all because there's a lot of them, right? But I'm going to answer some of these questions and I am going to, let's see, while I'm talking about connection chemistry and compatibility, let me just answer the ones that were around relationships. So one of the questions was, talk about your intimate relationships in regards to your standards and deal breakers. What caused you to walk away in a certain relationship? What kept you there? Well, that kind of ties back to what I said. In the past, my relationships were based on chemistry. Chemistry caused me to go. And the lack when the chemistry was gone, I I was ready to walk away. And so in many instances, I stayed in things too long just because maybe there was physical chemistry, um, but no compatibility because my... You know, and so I, I maybe I stayed I stayed too long, or I shouldn't have got it in and gotten in it in the first place. But it was really mostly based on chemistry. Um, that is no longer the the case with me. So when you say like, what is my standard or what is my deal breaker? Um, I'm not a person who has this list of oh he's got to do this 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 he's got to make this this this. Listen, I, I feel like when you know, you know. But for me, some some things that are really, really important to me, mindset is important. Like, he's got to have a winning mind. See what I did there? But he really does have to have a, a, a winning mind, like a vision for his future, like something that makes him come alive. Because a woman's natural place with the man is a helper. So whatever he's telling me about that he envisions for his future, right? I need, even though I have my own things that I'm doing, I look at it to see like, is that something that I would want to be attached to or be a part of, right? If he doesn't have a vision for his future, it's an absolute no anyway, right? But I, I love men that have a sense of purpose. I feel like a focused man is a dangerous man, right? Um. So I love men that are focused. I love men that have a sense of purpose. I love men that are self-aware. I love men that are emotionally intelligent. I love men that are just intelligent, period. Not necessarily book smart. They can be life smart. I love men that can teach me things, right? Things that, because I'm, I'm smart in ways, but I'm not like mechanically smart or technically smart. So I love to learn about a lot of things. So um, I love men that I can talk to about anything. So a lot of people know me in a professional capacity, but when I'm done working, I just like to shoot the shit about random things. I love to laugh a lot. So if you can make me laugh, that's, that's high on the list. I love men that smell good. And I love men that I find physically attractive. Let's be clear. So People say men are visual. Men, I'm not out here with my eyes closed. A man needs to be physically attractive and physically appealing to me as well. And if he is not, I'm not waiting on the man to grow on me. Fungus grows, right? If I don't find him physically appealing or physically attractive, then it's going to be a no. People say, oh, well, you might miss out on a good man. Well, because he ain't the man for me, right? I I don't want a good man and I'm just with him because he's a good man. I know I I, I want to look at him and he does it for me. Physically, as well as us having that connection and as well as us being compatible. So um, those aren't necessarily, those Those are just things that I like, right? Um, deal breakers for me, uh, every time I said something was a deal breaker, I stayed beyond the deal breaker. So I think it was just, um, I think that depending on who you're dealing with, there are certain things that you might be willing to deal with with one person that you're not willing to deal with with another person. So yeah. Um, I don't really know what deal breakers would be for me. Like, you know, it's it's probably going to really be situational. I could easily tout out some shit and be like, oh, if somebody did this. Yeah, I I don't I just I just don't really know. So I'm not I'm not really sure about that. Right. Let's see. So I can remember there (laughs) there was this guy. Here's the thing, too. You you got to have some. What's the word I want? It's just some common damn sense. I can remember this guy, he was like in the in the public eye in Chicago and um he he went to jail for um ex- trying to extort money from a woman who did a sex tape with R Kelly. So he her husband reported him to the police and he went to jail, right? So he came, I was communicating with him before he got locked up. I was never attracted to him to like that. He was he was just like, but, but he was attracted to me. Well, he got out of jail and he was like, you know, I had so much support while I was in jail. And he was just like, but while I was in jail, he was like, the Lord spoke to me. And I was like, oh, that's good. Hell, you had a lot of time. So, I mean, you should have been hearing from God. He was like, the Lord spoke to me and told me you were my wife. Listen, the Lord told you what? He said, the Lord told you, told me you were my wife. The Lord ain't told you that, Reverend. Reverend, no revelation. Because cause, cause the Lord ain't told you that. You told you that. And you if you think that you can manipulate me with God, you got to be out your damn mind. So this is what I'm trying to say. You you got to be discerning out in these streets, right? Because cause, cause, cause people, again, can connect with you or feel like they have chemistry with you or I have men to say, you know, I want us to be a power couple, but you don't have no power. So this is what I'm trying to tell y'all, right? So here's the other thing that's, it's also situational, meaning like I met a guy, this, this was some time back when I first came to Atlanta and I was dating and I met him and he was so handsome, right? Very, very handsome, very physically attractive, very intelligent, very spiritually in tune, and just talking to him, just spending time with him and talking to him. And he was like, I'm just very transparent. I don't have anything to hide. And I said, okay, great. He said, I I went to jail for six months. And I was like, oh, for what? He said, for child support. Now, you know, I'm a single mom. So I'm like, wait, hold on, child support. You, but he was telling me that the job that he had at the time It was was interfering with like his, his business goals and that kind of thing. So you mean to tell me you quit your job and you have five children and you didn't pay child support for your children and you went to jail for that? This is what I'm talking about, about just letting people talk. And he said, yeah, I did. He said, but I honestly believe it was the universe's way of getting me out of a toxic marriage. So the universe sent you to jail to get you out of a toxic marriage, but the universe didn't send your ass to work so you could pay your child support. Make it make sense. Then here here, here was the kicker. Now here's somebody who's handsome, otherwise intelligent, spiritually attuned. One day I'm just having a conversation with him and he was like, <laughs> I, I promise I cannot make this stuff up. He was like, I want a Fifty Shades of Grey experience with you. You want a what? You, you want a, <laughs> a what? Shade is the operative word because you're about to get some shade. How about 50 shades of green? And how about your broke ass getting some money so you can pay child support for these five children before your ass get locks up again, locked up again? This this is what I'm saying right here. So very physically attractive, very emotionally in tune, very intelligent, but something in the milk wasn't white, if you understand what I'm saying. So for me, that's a deal breaker. It, that Now that, see... I got to talk myself through this. That's a deal breaker. If you don't, if you as a man don't take care of your children, it's a it's a no for me. Like, it's it's an absolute no for me that you don't take care of your children and you out here floating on the universe acting pseudo-spiritual and you broke talking about you want to be a power couple with a Fifty Shades of Grey experience. Man, if you don't get the hell out of here, no, no, Figure out how to take care of your damn kids, and then maybe we can talk. Oh no, we can't. Right? that is a deal breaker for me. A man who does not take care of responsibility—I know we all didn't learn how—but if you're in your forties, you're gonna have to figure out a way. It's enough information on here for you to figure it out. That's a deal breaker for me because what that says to me is that you looking, you leaning on me, right? You're looking to lean on me uh, as the strong person. So when you say we could be a power couple, it was only going to be power on one side. No, no, and no. So- a deal breaker, yeah, that's that's a whole thing. You you need to to be able to take care of yourself and you need to have a vision for your future. And guess what? If you if you can't take care of yourself and you can't bring a woman into your life, you shouldn't even be dating in the first place. Like you, you shouldn't even be, you, you should be trying to get your own shit together in the first place. So yeah, that upset me a little bit. So yeah, that was a deal breaker. So I answered your question in a backwards kind of way. Let's see. Do you want marriage and more kids? Well, listen, I'm 48. You know, I take pretty good care of myself. I always wanted five children. Well, I, I have one. I'm not about to have four more, right? I don't, Um, yeah. But y'all know, I, I, will, pull a, I will pull a Halle Berry, Janet Jackson, Tamron Hall. And, you know, I still got some some good eggs in here. And so I, I would actually have another baby. When I've told people that, people are like, are you crazy? What about the risks? You're finished right now. You would start over. Listen, don't try to project your lifestyle and what you want for yourself on me with the right Man, I would absolutely have another baby. It's about a small window of opportunity now cuz if I'm past 50, it's not going to happen. But I absolutely would have another baby at this age and at this stage and I would trust the Lord that if he allowed the baby to come in there that he's going to see it through just like the first one that I had. So for all y'all that disagree, go to hell. I don't I don't really care about that. So that's my own preference and my own value, right? So you ask the question, I do oh, I would have another baby. Do I want marriage? I absolutely do want marriage. I think that I I had the lip service of wanting marriage for a long time, but I didn't really want marriage because as much as I thought maybe men were emotionally unavailable, I was the one that was emotional emotionally unavailable. I was commitment shy in many instances because of fear, because of a lack of seeing, you know, healthy commitment model before me. But also... As I said before, I hadn't really experienced true connection. So with true connection, commitment for me is easy. Not just necessarily in relationships. It's just something that I've learned about myself. So absolutely, I do and will get married. You know, I just believe that my love story is being written right now. Speaking of which, y'all might not know this, but when I was 28 somebody actually proposed to me. I was dating a guy who was 16 years older than me, so he was 44. It wasn't because of my daddy issues. It was just probably like the way that my mind worked men in my age range, we just didn't we just didn't connect or or have a sense of compatibility. But this man was just like he modeled selflessness, unconditional love, prayed for me, prayed with me. Probably 3 months in, he was like I'm ready to spend the rest of my life with you. He was like, I will adopt Asia. He was just like, I don't want you um, upset over child support or anything like that. So he was like, whatever her father was supposed to be paying you, I'll give you that because I don't want you upset. This man would get in from work at nine o'clock. I wasn't even working at the time. I was trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life. And he would call me like, did you eat? And I was like, no. And he was like, let me let me bring you something. To eat. We didn't have like DoorDash and Uber back then. But my concern, my well-being was was the, the at the forefront of his mind. He was accountable. And so there was just that trust capital. Here's where it started going south. For me, I realized I was in love with the idea of marriage and the ideal and the idea that somebody wanted to marry me, right? And the, the fact that somebody cared for me and loved me in that way, I was I was in love with that. I was not in love with him. But this is where it really went south. And I was like the runaway bride. I was telling him that he felt a bit needy for me, right? I was still in that avoid and attachment stage. And so he wanted to be up under me all the time. And it felt very smothering. But he said, you do know that when we get married, there's no such thing as your personal space. What the hell he say that for? Man, listen, y'all ever seen that movie, The Runaway Bride? I wasn't even the bride. I wasn't even a fiance. He had just asked me. I mean, it wasn't even official. I was like, I'm out. Because for me, personal space is something that I, an autonomy is something that I absolutely need to grow to be the best, best version of myself. And what I realized as well is I would have made that man's life miserable. I promise you, God did him a favor by me walking away because I didn't know who I was. I I was not self-aware enough. I wasn't settled in myself enough as a woman, you know, just in my life path enough to be anybody's wife. So it was, it was a beautiful thing that I walked away from that relationship. Um, And then some people are like, do you, do you think you missed out on a good man? No, I had the good man. I let the good man go. I don't think I missed. I think that it was a great demonstration of the kinds of qualities that I like in a man. But I don't feel like, you know how men say that I was the one that got away. I don't don't feel like he was the one that got away because I, I walked away and I let him go. I think it was just a great experience, a great learning lesson for me to know that. And the other thing was he was like, you can work or you don't have to. He was like, you know, I can take care of us both. But, it just, it, it did like set a bar and set a standard. So when I hear a lot of the shit that a lot of men be talking about today, I be saying to myself like, you mean to tell me he'll be, let me see, I'm 48. He'll be like 64. You mean to tell me I got to marry a 64 year old to get that mindset? That's not going to happen either, but I'm just saying he taught me a lot and I learned a lot about myself in that situation. So this is probably the last question that I have an opportunity to answer. Why do you think so many available Ready, women are not entering into the relationships that they desire. Well, I think that on the one hand, I believe that a lot of times it's disproportionately Black women, right? Because we've been sold a bill of, a bill of bullshit that Black men are gay or Black men are in jail or there are no good Black men. I don't believe that at all. I believe, too, that there is a lot of... um how can I put it? I believe that the lenses that we look at black men through in in, in many instances are tainted because we, hmm, like, you know, women can, black women can rise. I'm speaking about black women because I am one. Black women can rise through the ranks of work and in business and that kind of thing. And a lot of times we can do that at a faster rate than black men can. And so sometimes we get to a certain place And now we're looking down on them and we're saying like, okay, if you can't match this or if you can't meet me here, um, and so that becomes the standard. So I think a lot of times our criteria, if you will, or what we've been given to, to believe should be our criteria might be what we think we want, but it's not necessarily what we need for healthy, viable relationships. And I think too, another issue may be that a lot of women are the ones who are buying books, listening to gurus, listening to experts and doing that. Men are grinding, hustling out here, trying to, you know, do other things. So sometimes the lack of personal development, you may have women that really grow at rates that are faster than their male counterparts. So there seems to be this mismatch in terms of personal development. So, you, you know you you might meet men that are a lot less person uh, personally developed than you. And then too, when you meet a man that's quote unquote at your level, you know that might be this this is what pe- I guess what people are calling a high value man. I don't know who the hell are the high value police to dictate what a high value man or woman is. I don't really know what that looks like. but I honestly think that we and and then too sometimes women we want our relationships to look a certain way right as opposed to how they feel and, and 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 a lot of us maybe we don't even really know how to allow love how to really take off that masculine shield and and be in our feminine energy in that warm and loving and receptive energy and allow a man to step in and love us when you've had to be the man in your own life for so long meaning the masculine energy taking care of yourself providing for yourself he doesn't, might not necessarily feel his counterpart with you. He feels masculine energy just like he has. And where there is no polarity in many instances, there's going to be no no, no attraction there. So I don't think it's all the men. I think sometimes we have to look within ourselves and see what's our part. We might say we, we're ready. We might say we're available, but I I think that we we can do some soul searching, and I don't think that it's all on the men. Not necessarily that your question said that it was. And lastly, women, I think too, we're so subject to influences and quote unquote influencers and gurus and everybody telling us look like this, do this, be this way, dress this way, and you'll get the man. We're 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 lured into being everybody, but who we are authentically. Right. And so the man for you needs to be able to see you for real. The real you, all of your quirky ways, all of your cellulite, all of your everything that you have. He needs to be able to see you for who you authentically are and not who you've been told you need to be. So let's just take off some of those layers in that masculine shield and let the real you just shine through. That's that on that. And um lastly, guys. If you want me to ask a qu- answer a question for Ask Me Anything, you can text it to me at 404-666-2264. You can text it anonymously, 404-666-2264. If y'all start getting too personal, I'm going to be like, okay, that's enough of that. I'm canceling No, seriously. Um, I, I just I'm just here to serve and I want all of us to win. Thank you so much for holding space. I love each and every one of y'all.